0: Hey everybody, welcome out to another fun-filled episode of Burnt Popcorn. I'm your co-host, Mike Leidman, and I am joined with none other than...
1: Laura Leidman.
0: Each and every week we take a movie from our past and we have a look back and see if it's just nostalgia keeping our high praise of classic films afloat, or if it really is the real deal and worthy of all the adulation. Hon, I've been blessed. Blessed, I tell you.
1: How so?
0: I have a kitty on my lap.
1: Aww, yeah. you're lucky.
0: Yeah, we'll see if he stays there.
1: I bet $5 he does something and scratches you.
0: He's already gave me quite the scratch. I, I mean, have... like,
1: while well, we're recording, and you go, ow!
0: Okay. Damn well, it. We'll see. My leg is falling asleep already, so we'll see if I can keep it this way, or I'll have to, like, move it slightly to try and be comfortable again.
1: This is some hard-hitting journalism It right is. Here. It is.
0: And also... Also something else. Ow, he just bit me just now. I'm not even. (laughs) We didn't even make it like five minutes. I didn't think that was a minute.
1: (laughs) You owe me five dollars.
0: No, we did not make a five. Uh, No, I guess I didn't agree to it. You don't get nothing. (laughs) Ridiculous. He is still on my lap, though. Even though he definitely just bit me on the wrist. (laughs) Anyway. Anyway, what I was going to say is things are looking a little different around here because this week you and I are actually looking face to face.
1: Yeah. You set things up a little different for yourself this time. Yeah.
0: As the guy who's in charge of all the audio and all of the fun things like that, I realized that I was paying way more attention to making sure that you sounded good because like, you know, you, you don't like to listen to it with headphones and things like that. And making sure that you were on mic, I was paying more attention to that for you that I was completely like way off mic for everything I was saying for like two episodes in a row. And the funny thing is, is I noticed and I was like, I can't do that for the next episode. And then I did it again anyway. So. Yeah,
1: I had a similar experience and I, I'm going to blame just quarantine brain, because even though these are probably what, six, seven weeks in the future, we're still going to be in quarantine at that point. Mm-hmm. But literally two weeks in a row, I was like, I got a message from one of the people in my D&D group. that's like, uh, are you coming? And I was like, crap, because I was 15 minutes late. I was, like, Don't worry, it's not going to happen again. Literally the next week, 15 minutes in, are you coming? Crap. And, you know, thankfully, by coming, I mean, going to my laptop, turning it on and putting on headphones because I'm not actually leaving the house at all. Just about ever. Quarantine! yay!
0: So, but uh, hey, at least we get to stare at each other between microphones and have a good conversation about some only, fun movies.
1: You're the only person I talk to. And here we are talking to each other again.
0: Damn. What, why, why couldn't we find a guest? <laughs> okay, actually, we should get another guest. I actually reached out to someone, <gasps> and they did not get back to me in time. So I'm I don't know if we're gonna do that movie this week or another week. So we'll see. <laughs> but it was gonna be a surprise if they got back to me, but they have not. So we'll, okay. we'll see. I mean, who knows? Maybe they'll get back to me while we record, and I'll make an on the fly call. And I guess you'll know if at, at the end, when it's my turn to pick a movie, if if I say that oh, there will be a guest next week or not. Sounds <laughs> so, good to me. But with that. For this week's episode, we are going to be talking about Rush Hour, which originally hit theaters back in 1998. If you want the girl back alive, listen and do not talk. The drop will be made tonight, 11 p.m. The amount will be $50 million.
1: $50 million? And who do you think you kidnapped, Chelsea Clinton?
0: Detective James Carter yeah. loved his job just a little too much you destroyed half a city block that block was already messed up and you lost a lot of evidence you still got a little bit left but the job got a little too dangerous
1: now it's time to bring in the master
0: please tell me you speak english do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth Everybody ah bitch boy oh hell no don't you ever touch a black man's ready, radio yeah, boy. <laughs> Which one of y'all kicked me? Jackie Chan I can't hold it anymore Just hang on, man. I'll be right back oh! Chris Tucker a... Take a picture. It's okay. Wait a minute, wait a minute Rush hour. We can hang my crib. I will show you my hood. What the hell did you say?
1: Let's rewind, shall we, to September of 1998. A better time, more peaceful time. A
0: less covid time.
1: A less covid time. So first up, something I actually distinctly remember happening, and it was huge news at the time, September 2nd. Swiss Air flight, one eleven crashes near Peggy's Cove, Nova Scotia. Oh,
0: I remember that. That's like the only reason I know what Peggy's Cove is.
1: Same. All 229 people on board were killed. 1998, a better time, a more peaceful time. <laughs> you
0: you well, just least, like can't do a, a show without there being like a murder spree or, but or at something. Least,
1: at least politically, mm-hmm. you know, things were probably a little more stable, except September 4th. No, that's wrong. September 11th, Independent Counsel Ken Starr sends a report to the U.S. Congress accusing Bill Clinton of 11 possible impeachable offenses. Oh, geez. September 1998, a better time, <laughs> a more peaceful time. Uh-huh. Uh, remember when an impeachment meant something? You know. people cared. And oh, people just man. didn't learn their lesson. Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> We're not a political podcast. Let's keep it to movies in 1998, please.
1: September 4th. Google is a formally incorporated by Larry Page and Sergey Brin. And now look. And
0: what yeah, now look what we have. Yeah. Skynet. Skynet. Yay. Even if you, if you ask Google, if Google is Skynet, it's like. No, I love humans. I'm not that evil. Ha, ha, ha. And then I'm like, sure thing, Google. Tell me a joke. And And then then sometimes
1: she'll just start talking to you and she'll be like, I'm sorry, I couldn't find her results for that when you didn't ask her anything. Yeah.
0: We've been talking too much about G-O-O-G-L-E. I'm shocked that it didn't go off already.
1: I know. Speaking of film, September 6th, Akira Kurosawa dies of a stroke. Mm. You know Kurosawa. Of course
0: I do. Of course I do.
1: Anyway. So, I've never
0: seen any of his movies, though.
1: Uh, I saw, because I actually took a Japanese film class in university and mm-hmm. it was really good. I saw, I think they actually did like three of his movies in the yeah. class. But that was, who boy, oh, that hurts my head to think that was 15 years ago. I'm old.
0: Yeah. I remember my brother when he was in college. He saw, he had, he had a, like a similar class. Mm-hmm. I forget what I forget what the specific of the class was, like what the thing was. But one of the things they did in the class was they watched foreign films. Oh. And he told me about this movie one day, and he's like, "Man, that movie was incredible!" And like, I I can't believe that that I saw that movie. Like somehow you need to to track it down and watch it. And that movie turned out to be Hero starring Jet Li, which did come here a few years later. I-
1: I've seen Hero. I
0: have not. Oh, <laughs> so
1: yeah, I, I, I'm pretty sure I've seen Rashomon, Seven Samurai. I would
0: really like to see Seven Samurai. I've heard a lot of really good things about it.
1: And why? Oh, I feel like there was another one we watched that was like one of his like less known films, which obviously in North America he has a lot of less known films because, like, to like compare, it's like yeah, he's got these huge movies that like blah blah, but there's other movies and da 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 da. My favorite movie from that class was uh, called When a Woman uh, Sends the Stairs. It is a lovely film. My least favorite movie from that class was Grave of the Fireflies. Not because it's a bad movie, but because I sobbed so hard I threw up.
0: I'm not shocked. I haven't seen that movie in full, but I've seen a lot of.
1: You don't. Yeah. Like people should see it. Don't get me wrong, but don't. Yeah. Literally sobbed so hard. I threw up, gave myself a migraine and threw up.
0: That's impressive, though. Like, that's, that's the mark of a film. I'm a big that had, I know you are. I mean, I'm getting
1: It's, it's more genetic, cry. though. It's worse now that we got a kid. It's insane.
0: It's crazy. It doesn't anyway, take much.
1: You know what didn't make me cry? What? This movie. Oh,
0: what movie?
1: We're talking about, as you said, Rush Hour. Now, 1998 in film is quite the conundrum. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of 1997 we had Titanic and Titanic dominated the box office for a good chunk of the year until April. Right now there were quite a few big movies released. And I think maybe I feel this way that they were like big, big movies, like bigger than some of the earlier ones we, we really focused on because I remember this year so well, but this year, not only had Titanic dominate a good part of the year, but another movie that dominated for a while was Saving Private Ryan in August. That was huge. And like every, uh, you would tell looking at the numbers as we've gone on doing this podcast that the number ones, because of inflation, a number one in 1992 could be taking in $10 million and be a huge success, whereas a $10 million opening weekend in 1998 is kind of lackluster. Right. Inflation. So August is dominated by Saving Private Ryan, but later in the month there was a huge dip in revenue for box office number ones, with Blade taking the number one for two weeks at fairly low numbers, seventeen and ten million dollars. And then in its eighth week of release, there's something about Mary hit number one for the first time, uh, and it only brought in ten point nine million dollars. And then the next week's number one was Rounders, which didn't even hit eight point five million dollars. And that was number one. Jeez. Do you remember Rounders? I saw Rounders.
0: I remember the name of the movie. I don't remember the movie. It's got Ed Norton,
1: it's about poker. Eh.
0: Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But
1: that was number one. Nothing else was kind of like hot at that moment. But then on September 18th, Fresh Hour raced to number one.
0: Oh, nice pun. Nice pun. With
1: 33 million week one and 22 million week two, it was beaten by ants in its third week. (laughs)
0: Ants. Do you remember ants?
1: Do you remember ants and a bug slide?
0: Yes, because that's like, I can't even remember which one of those movies came first, but that was one of those weird, like deep impact Armageddon things where like two movies that are basically the exact same movie came out within like a month of each other.
1: Fun fact, that was also 1998.
0: Oh, of course it was.
1: (laughs) Fun fact as well. Whenever I think of ants, I think of the ant bully. And then I think about being at the children's ER with our baby when he was two months old.
0: That's not a fun fact.
1: I mean, he was fine.
0: I know, but like the, I was when you just frame being, it,
1: I was just being a paranoid first time mom. And yes. that's OK, because I'd rather get things checked out and make sure it's nothing. than it be something anyway.
0: Anyway. Yeah. But you didn't give any context. You just were like, it's a fun time. I remember going to the emergency fine. room. Yes, he was uh, fine.
1: Yeah, he was absolutely fine. I was just being silly. All right. The top movies released in 1998 were Saving Private Ryan, Armageddon, and There's Something About Mary. And Rush Hour was number seven with $141 domestic. I did not include top movies of the entire year, whether they were released that year or not, because otherwise it would just be Titanic.
0: Of course, yes. Fair. So
1: we went with released that year, Mm -hmm. just to give everybody else a fighting chance. No, that's fair. That's fair
0: and i love
1: titanic we should talk about
0: Titanic. i'm sure we will make it to titanic at some point this is only episode nine
1: i made you see that movie in theaters
0: it's okay i wanted to see it it's so good i loved it
1: and i remember when they first announced it was going to be back in theaters i was like this is silly i don't need to see this and we were actually at the theater watching something else and there's a trailer for it and then the music hit and i was like I'll never let go, Jack. Uh-huh. We have to go see it. I
0: worked on that re-release, if you recall. Yeah, and I was like, yeah. that's
1: stupid. Who's yeah. going to see that? And then I saw it opening weekend. Back in my wow. film
0: advertising days. Yeah.
1: But anyway, we're here to talk about... We're
0: here to talk about Rush, Rush Hour. Hour two.
1: Or Rush Hour 2. Rush Hour 2? No. Oh, Rush Hour <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh what were your What were your memories of this one? I mean, I, I, do you have some more stuff? Do you have to... No. You no know, cast or anything you want to focus on?
1: Well, this is actually Brett Ratner's second feature film.
0: Yes. Money Talks was his first film.
1: Yeah. So that was kind of shocking because this was such a big movie to give to, you know, a relatively unknown director. But it happens. It happens, I guess. One decently performing movie.
0: I actually watched like there was a special feature on the the movie that we watched, like uh, the version we watched. Because we don't own Rush Hour. We got it from the library.
1: Yeah. So smart of me.
0: Yes. Well, what has happened in the past with some of our library viewings is we get a movie and it is scratched and doesn't Mm -hmm. work. So while you were getting the pizza that we were eating during the the watching of Rush Hour, which, of course, was the same pizza that we keep talking about on this podcast while you were getting it. I actually watched a special feature on this movie. The version of the DVD that we had came out at the same time as Rush Hour 3 because there was like a trailer for Rush Hour 3 at the beginning that was like a 15-minute feature. that was like, oh, man, we're making Rush Hour 3. And in it was they were talking to Brett Ratner and they talked a little bit about how the, the movie started or how it it got made kind of a thing. And basically what it boiled down to was Chris Tucker is also in Money Talks. And mm-hmm. he Brett Ratner loved working with him so much that he pitched another movie with but like a buddy cop movie with Chris Tucker in it. And sure enough, somebody else submitted the script for Rush Hour. And he's like, this is perfect. And then he he like flew to South Africa to meet Jackie Chan, who was making some other Chinese movie and, really? and met with him for like a day. Basically, they went to Jackie Chan. and They're like, look, this director from America has come over here. For like the day, it was like an eighteen-hour flight, and they came just for the day to meet you and talk to you about this movie. Can you at least talk to him for a few minutes? And he's like, "Yeah, I I guess." And and then he said he met with Brett Ratner, and Brett Ratner just basically like explained the entire movie to him from beginning to end. And he's like, "Oh, okay, I I I guess I'll make this movie." And that's that's how Jackie Chan got involved.
1: Yeah, because like I didn't see this movie in theaters. Yeah, neither did I. But this was kind of Jackie Chan's first big. American movie. Yeah, he like had other movies that were successful. I remember renting from the local video ninety nine, like Rumble in the Bronx yep. and some of his other movies, and that I can't remember off the top of my head.
0: I remember Rumble in the Bronx specifically because the trailer for Rumble in the Bronx had music from the Mortal Kombat soundtrack in oh my, it. Oh my! God. And I remember being like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! That's the Mortal Kombat music." Why are they doing that? What I did not realize at the time was that a lot of movie trailers reuse music from other movies in their trailers. I didn't yeah,
1: that at the time. yeah, which I didn't realize that until myself specifically, until the trailer for The Meg.
0: Oh yeah, because it follows. Yeah, they had,
1: yeah. It had a the, a quick snippet from one of the songs from It Follows, and It Follows is probably my favorite movie soundtrack of all time so
0: high praise
1: it's very good anyway yeah so i remember watching oh man i feel like we would rent because like and then there was always the afternoon tv shows where sometimes some of his dub stuff on there but rumble in the bronx i really remember watching when i was young because like now i kind of watch rumble in the bronx again i've never seen it you've never seen rumble in the bronx nope Okay. It's so good. It's yeah. just so much fun. I, I,
0: I okay. I I I can't say either either way. I've I've not seen it. So yeah.
1: I, so I definitely see. I had definitely like my parents had read because like do like, everyone was kind of it was like word of mouth in North America for Rumble in the Bronx being kind of like a big right to do. And I remember my parents rented that and a couple other ones. And because like the people who owned the video store, they had quite a few like Asian market movies they were korean and that's not an assumption i know for a fact they're korean because it was a family like extended family operation that owned the the chain of video stores in our like county of video 99 and one of the owners kids went to my high school and we had a lot of mutual friends so Uh, that's not an assumption Gotcha. that is known they're korean so anyway we were able to get these movies pretty easily despite being in small town ontario Mm -hmm. anyway right right so I remember when this movie came out, I had no idea who Chris Tucker was at the time.
0: I knew him from Fifth Element.
1: Oh, see, I this came out before Fifth Element. didn't
0: did, it? No, I, I I feel like this is after Fifth oh, Element. You
1: might be right. Maybe I I did and didn't realize it was the same person because, I mean,
0: he's very Ruby and yeah, Fifth Element is very made up, like, very,
1: very over the top character. Yeah.
0: Fifth Element was 1997.
1: No, so, you know, and you know what? I know we rented Fifth Element, so maybe I didn't even rent, we didn't rent Fifth Element until, but I feel like my parents would have gotten Fifth Element right away, because they love sci-fi, and they love Bruce Willis, so, I mean, that seems like a, a slam dunk right there. So we probably saw I just didn't realize, but I remember watching the movie and, like, loving it, and it was, like, the hot, because, like, for, for... Our, Older listeners who will remember these beautiful glory days of video rental stores. Mm -hmm. You'd go in and you'd hope that the popular movie they had a copy left of. Even in a small town, they'd have like thirty copies and they'd all be gone on VHS. You'd go and the 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 box wouldn't have a VHS behind it. And even then the place I went didn't even have where you'd put the the actual VHS behind the box. They had them all behind the counter. So you'd bring up a box And, like, they would have, like, little tabs where they'd put on them where it looped over the top of the box. Oh, yeah. I've seen those. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what we had uh, at my video store we went to. But I remember we got this movie and, like, the whole family watched it and loved it. And I remember it being a really fun buddy movie. And I remember it was a movie that content-wise was really safe overall. Like, there's fight scenes, but they're the Jackie Chan fight scenes for, like, North American audiences. They're not bloody or crazy or anything. And I remember, because I worked for a video store for a couple years when I was in high school, and we would put this movie on, it was a different video store I worked at, but we would put it on the screens around the store fairly regularly because it was a popular movie. The sequel had just come out uh, and we'd put on number one quite frequently. And I I remember watching this movie a lot.
0: I did not see this movie (gasps) in its entirety for years oh my goodness because i never rented it from a video store i did not see it in theaters i used to watch it because they used to show it on city tv all the time really and i would catch the last half hour of it once or twice or oh no okay now it's about halfway through i'll watch it and then i think it was maybe three times that i had to watch it before i saw the entire movie so like My memory of this movie going into it was very, very limited. Like I remembered, do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? Yeah, and I remembered never touch a black man's radio. Yep, and I remember the fight scene in the Chinese food restaurant where they're like, like they're they're holding hands while they're like kicking people on different sides of the screen. Yeah, that's it. I didn't remember why he came to America. I didn't remember why they were working together. I didn't remember that it was a kid that was kidnapped. I didn't remember any of that. So like I was watching that thing to make sure that the movie wouldn't skip at the beginning where they were talking to Brett Radner and he's like, yeah, this is what we did in the first movie. And I'm like, oh yeah. Okay. There was a kidnapped kid in the first movie. I don't remember that at all. So yeah. So it was kind of almost like, like really watching a movie that I'd never seen, but I knew really well, like, you know, like, You've heard everybody talk about it. Like, it was like when I saw Anchorman, you know, I, it took me years to see Anchorman. And so many people had quoted the movie to me and like talked about the movie that it was when I saw the movie, it was like, oh, I already know what this is. And that's kind of what this was when we were rewatching. It. it was like, I don't remember this movie at all. But as it went on, I'm like, OK, yeah, I know this. I know this. I know this. So, yeah, it was it was kind of like going into it, almost watching a brand new movie for me.
1: That's interesting because I remember, like, that's the thing. I say I watch this movie a lot and I remember really enjoying it and being funny. And like you said, the the main quotes that everybody quotes from it. And I remember my dad quoting those lines all the time because he would
0: say, do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? Like if if you were like, dad, I don't want to do the garage or like sweep the garage.
1: Yeah. A hundred percent like that kind of stuff. (laughs) Of course. And it's uh, freedom,
0: baby. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Now I've lost my train, but I and I remember the little girl gets kidnapped. Yeah, and that is really the extent of what I specifically remember about the movie.
0: Okay, so should we just get into the movie?
1: I I think so. I'm okay.
0: down. Okay, so getting into the movie, I want to bring this up right off the top okay. because again, I said as I said, I don't remember this movie as well as you know other people did i didn't watch it in its, in its entirety for a long time i watched it in bits and pieces over time blah blah, blah. there are three movies in this series they're all called rush hour and i thought oh yeah maybe i'll get to know why this movie is called rush hour <laughs> the reason the movie is called rush hour at least i can the only reason that like makes sense is because the villain not even the main villain the sub-villain makes an off-the-cuff joke at the beginning of the movie when he kidnaps the girl about rush hour traffic.
1: Yep. That's literally it. Yeah, but it's a catchy title.
0: I, I It is, but I thought there'd, there'd be more of an explanation to it than that. I,
1: I feel like it's just, um like, the whole, like, thing being rush hour is, like, that was the way that they were able to kidnap the kid was, like, basically, like, Cause she's got bodyguards all around her yeah, all the time. But it's so they not had like, to have like a diversion and be able to like, you know, do it.
0: Yeah. But it's not like they, I, that's the only time rush hour is said in the movie that I can remember. I don't remember it being said at all, at any, at any other point in the film. So like, like, it's not like they were like, Oh, they, they specifically planned this around rush hour. Right? Yeah, like when the FBI's talking to the, the dad or anything like that, it's just the bad guy, the sub bad guy throws it out as a one liner
1: Mm-hmm.
0: and that's the name of the movie that's like going back to total recall which we talked about last week that's like if total recall had been named see at the party because yeah, richter says me. see at the party at one point in the movie <laughs> like that's that's what it I, I was i was expecting like i thought for some reason that like you know it was called rush hour because chris Tucker talks a mile a minute and then that you know Maybe, something, something right. like that Maybe. you know
1: because uh, don't don't forget though L.A. like is known for its traffic.
0: I, I yeah, that I suppose that's true. Like this yeah. is
1: something that like is people who and I, I know L.A. is known for its traffic, but like they have way more highways than we do around here. So I feel like they don't actually know how bad traffic can be with parts. Of, but I have never driven in L.A., so I might just be talking about right.
0: butt. Yeah. So, yeah, <laughs> I don't I don't know. That just, to me, felt really weird that that's what they based it off of, <laughs> you know, just. Anyway. Fair, fair. Anyway, because, I mean, that three movies are named after that one line. So anyway, but in that same scene, I mean, that kid, this is one of the first things I wrote down and I, there was something else I should have wrote down, but we can get to that later. It's funny because you said this movie itself is relatively safe. As, like, a violent movie. Yeah, like, there's fight
1: scenes, but they are your Americanized Jackie Chan fight. So they are, and that's one of the things I talked about in my, like, when I was taking notes, is like, I love his fight scenes because there's something just frantic, and you know, if you didn't know any better, based on sheer luck that he wins and almost amateurish and blah blah meanwhile we all know for a fact Jackie Chan the choreography is phenomenal and right. like but he just comes off as like you know it's almost bumbling mm-hmm. which must be insanely cuz it's one thing to fight well but it's one thing to fight that well while still having this air of Oh, no, I don't know what's going on. right. Like it's like I used to train in martial arts myself for like five years. Like I know what it takes to put a little like a a fight choreography together to a, an extent. like and I because you'd have to like that was part of it, is like coming up with like fight choreography to like grade for your next belt and everything. And this is as an adult, like I what this isn't me doing like when I was ten years old. I'm talking about like not that long ago. So I know that there is a difficulty in fight choreography and making sure not only does it look good, but it's safe, et cetera, et cetera. And like, that's just to make it look good. So he not only makes it look good, but also makes it look like he's stumbling into it looking good. Right. Which is, is crazy. Anyway, I uh, nothing but respect for Jackie Chan's fight skills.
0: The, the reason I brought this up. Sorry, go ahead. Because I, I said, you said that was a relatively safe movie with, you know, not crazy violence. In the rush hour scene, when well, yeah. the bad guy mm-hmm. kills the bodyguards he shoots them in the head and then like they don't show it right? Yeah. Because it's off screen he just shoots into the camera but the little girl is covered in blood <laughs> like, uh, which is the first thing I wrote down about this movie was like wow that, that girl is traumatized
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm traumatized yeah no you raise a really good part no What's wrong? I thought of something. It's okay.
0: What you had a point that you were going to make about no, the movie that was wrong. Okay. It's okay. Well, I can tell you a point about the movie that I thought that. Was, oh
1: yes, please do. That
0: I was like, oh wait a minute, isn't that so and so? And it was Warren, the more in charge FBI guy. Yeah. Because it was the bald guy, and then the other guy mm-hmm. was Drake in Aliens. Really? Yes, and huh. that so that's the guy with the the big smart gun, who Interesting. Uh, who takes the acid bomb in the face, and then they leave him behind interesting yeah anyway that was a thing that i noticed that i <laughs> that i uh, i wrote down i don't know if there's any major points that you want to get to off the top yeah topic.
1: um one of the things that i i didn't realize and maybe because he's blonde in this but ken young yes i you had to remind me because i was like where do i know him from where do i know him from he was unlost i yep. loved him unlost I was like, oh my God, I didn't even realize. And it's because in Lost, he kind of like salt and pepper, natural hair. He's obviously a bit older. And in this, he's very young and bleach blonde hair.
0: That was something I wrote down. It's a very 90s thing to have your villain with bleach blonde hair if they're not supposed to have bleached blonde hair.
1: Yeah. Not, well, not supposed. You,
0: you know what I mean? It more it's more uncommon. It's, uncommon. it's more uncommon. It doesn't
1: look natural in yes, any way.
0: It's not natural in any way.
1: Yeah. Also, I love watching Jackie Chan jump over fences.
0: He's so good at it.
1: I've seen quite a few. And I might say quite a few. I've seen three. I'm going to say three super cuts of Jackie Chan jumping over a fence or a gate. And he's just I'm like, how? Because I watch him do it and be like, yeah, that makes sense. And then to actually put it into practice, there's no way.
0: Well, I mean, if you watch, I could do it. Yeah. If you watch the outtake at the end, he didn't, he's not super graceful. He takes, he does take a few turns to do it. Yeah, <laughs> so, this is
1: true. This is true. Yeah.
0: But I mean, still, I mean, I'm not pulling off those jumps. That's
1: no. Sure. Oh my goodness. Cause like, he's just like, bah, bah, bah. and I'm just like, where, where'd where he go? Where'd he go? And then um one of the things I noticed off the hop that I really liked, and I feel in some ways it's becoming more common now, But I don't know, there's been a period where you watch, like, I'd watch movies and, like, notice, I'm like, this movie takes place in France. Everyone's speaking English all the time. Even if no English speakers are in the scene, they're speaking French. Right. They speak Chinese when there's just Chinese people around.
0: They
1: only, like, the, the Chinese actors and characters only speak English to each other if there is an English person involved in the conversation
0: sometimes they don't too. Like there's scenes where yeah. they speak when, when they're in the restaurant, Ken Long is, he's talking to his subordinates in mm-hmm. Chinese as well.
1: Yeah. I no. shouldn't keep
0: saying Chinese. Cause we don't know if we don't know if it's Cantonese or Mandarin or whatever. I
1: unfortunately no, I'm not sure. So um, yeah,
0: we're not, we're not trying to be, I guess, ignorant, but we just don't know which is which that's.
1: Yeah, for sure. And like, it's, <laughs> well, there is a different, but like, because yes. obviously, like, China is such a huge country, and yeah. it's going to have more than one language, and yeah. So, anyway, and then, fantasy is a banger. Sorry, fantasy, fantasy. by Mariah Carey.
0: Oh, okay, is yes, a yes.
1: banger.
0: Yes, that's the uh, the song the girl was singing in the car right before yeah, she gets and kidnapped and covered in blood.
1: To help our wonderful listeners, I will not imitate the uh the singing of that song at all because oh, it would be we'd never get another listener again.
0: It'd be over. the show be done. Yeah, nine canceled, episodes canceled canceled at the moment of Mariah Carey impression.
1: Yeah, I'm not uh, singing is not my thing. So anywho. yeah, that's kind of that's oh, and then one more
0: thing. did you not take a lot of notes
1: for this movie? I took a ton of notes. This is like my notes right off
0: the top. Oh okay, okay. this
1: is like the first like 10 minutes of this movie. I really feel, and I've always kind of felt this way. Chris Tucker walked so Kevin Hart can run.
0: (laughs) Okay. Well, they they
1: play very similar, especially in this role. Obviously, not like Ruby from Fifth Element, but like Chris Tucker's style of comedy, I find, is very similar to Kevin Hart's. And like that happens across comedians, but like they have that. Very loud, hard attitude, kind of like comedy styling. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I feel like Kevin Hart has played characters kind of akin to this character before.
0: Yeah, no, I could see that.
1: Yeah, so it's just the manner of speaking is very similar, and that the way the, the comedy is presented, I find, is very similar for both comedians. Right. But that's the thing I didn't realize Chris Tucker had been in so few movies.
0: At that time, yeah, he's even well, that in... now. Oh, really? Okay, he's well. only
1: been in like twenty-two movies. Yeah.
0: Oh, well, I yeah, mean, like... I know he's in like a bunch of Friday movies, and no, okay, is he? He's not in like in... one. Oh, really?
1: He really is not in very many movies. Yeah, oh. he he's a stand-up comedian, but he hasn't been in a ton of movies, and I wasn't aware of that. So go ahead, my dear.
0: Okay, well, I, I have a few notes that are just like out of nowhere notes, and then from okay. there we can just because I didn't actually write a lot down.
1: Oh, I wrote a ton. Okay, I, so I had a lot of thoughts.
0: I'll just go through my last few thoughts, just because they're like a little all over the place. Hmm. And none of them are really about like the plot or anything like that. They're just more about the movie in general. Okay. So first off, no one really has Uzis in movies anymore. So it was nice yeah. to see Uzis. Yeah. A gag reel in a movie that's something else that's yeah, they not do that common Yeah a
1: lot of credits anymore Yeah
0: so it was nice to see a gag reel cuz gag reels are always great even like cause there's a lot of comedies that could do with a Jumanji with Kevin Hart could have done with a gag reel and I don't remember those having any gag reels yeah. but yeah I feel like those would have been I mean that, those are more relegated to DVD features at this point Blu-ray features kind of a thing than actually like in the credits like like they used to be mm-hmm. cuz one of my favorite Gags is actually from like in a gag reel is from a rush hour movie, actually. Really? Yeah. At the end of Rush Hour Two, the villain, spoilers for Rush Hour Two, the villain falls to his death and they look out the window at him, and then Chris Tucker runs up and says something. Oh. Well in the in the gag reel version, they were showing the same shit the guy falls and then they show Chris Tucker run up next to Jackie Chan and he goes oh, He ain't going to be in rush hour 3?" Uh, Which is is really funny. It's just, you know, that uh, like gag reels are great and you, they need to be in more movies. So that's something else I wrote down.
1: Yeah, no, that's fair. Like I I can dig that for sure. Yeah, so I obviously
0: I do have I do have a couple more. Oh, I'm so sorry. I just have I just have two more points. Two more points. That's it. Yeah, well, they, there's one but it's so unlike I really needed to have given myself more context because I don't understand what I was talking about when I wrote down this. Oh, my goodness. It I've is, had a few of those. It is literally fight scene. Remember people all happy to see China. That is the note I wrote.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Things. Are, oh, I feel like China is the new Chechnya for movies.
0: It's I I don't know what that is. People are happy to see China. Oh, that's, that's what it was. Those are two, that's two separate notes. That's two separate notes. Yeah, People are happy yeah. in
1: the nineties. China wasn't seen as this huge, crazy threat. Like it is yes, now. Yes.
0: Yeah. That, that's that was one of my notes. People are happy to see China and then fight scene. Remember that was in reference to the, the, uh, the, the Chinese restaurant fight scene, because that is something that I remember from previous watching of the movie. Also, C4, this is just a like yeah. a logistical thing in real life. If you shoot C4, like they do in the movie, it does not blow up.
1: I think I knew that too. Yes. I felt like I was like, I'm pretty sure that's not how it works. You actually yeah. have to have a detonator.
0: C4 is very stable. You can light it on fire and it will not blow up. How
1: how does one ignite it then? I mean, obviously it has to have like ignition. Yeah,
0: it has to be like it it has like like a detonation. And then the detonations trigger a chain effect. So uh-huh. fire is not powerful enough to detonate it. And then also like a bullet is like...
1: What about lightning?
0: I I could not find any reference to lightning shooting C4. But yeah, C4, you, can't, you can shoot it and it won't blow up.
1: Interesting. Yeah. Well, that's good to know.
0: Yeah, uh, for all the times you're shooting at C4, right? Yeah. Yeah. One other thing I wrote down, which I guess we could talk about as part of the movies and this is the last thing i wrote down really is uh, but it, I'm, I'm jumping all over the place that's fine i'm jumping all over, uh, is there's a lot of casual n-bombs in a pg-13 movie
1: yeah yeah the 90s were a different time well, yeah and that's the thing like we say the 90s were a different time but they really were i remember in the movie chris tucker even mentions like oh he's a lapd Uh, He's the most hated police force in the world. And I was like, oh, yeah, people hated the cops, especially in L.A. for a while. Especially in the 90s. Well, that's the thing, because like Rodney King and everything. So he was a black police officer in L.A. And like he's like, my my mom tells I'm tells everybody I'm a drug dealer because she's more proud of me that way. Yeah. His dad was a cop, too. It comes out. But I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot in the 90s. It probably was. A real bad scene to be a police officer in L.A. especially. And they they don't even that's kind of the last they mention of it, though, because like politically it would probably be very like difficult for I don't I don't even want to assume. But I can't imagine being a black police officer at the time of the Rodney King riots being a, an easy position to be in in many different ways.
0: Just like it's probably not easy being a black police officer right now.
1: I agree. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I also did like, you know, it's 1998 and he's talking about busting the guy for having a little bit of weed.
0: Yes. Yeah. Like,
1: oh, weed. People don't care. There's a new weed shop around the corner from our house.
0: (laughs) Yeah. It's a very different time when it comes to weed being a problem or not. Yep. Uh,
1: That's a good time to live in. Yep. Anywho there was more jackie chan fans jumping love it now the movie is like the whole time the main villain you see is sang which is ken young yes the he's not the main villain which i didn't realize until way too far into the movie
0: yeah because somebody made a reference to Jun Tao and nobody's seen Jun Tao and, and i was like
1: wait he sees him all the time yeah. and you're like that's sang and i'm like yeah he's a different uh... person But then you said, do you know who Tao is? That's right.
0: I straight up paused the movie and I asked you if you knew who Tao was.
1: And I made sure to make a note of it because I said, I legitimately don't. Uh, I feel like it's probably someone we've seen earlier in the movie, but I have no idea who it is. And you're like, I bet it's the, because at the beginning of the movie, it starts
0: out. It starts in in Hong Kong. Hong Kong,
1: the day before Hong Kong goes back to being a Chinese controlled like part of China yes, and it's the British, British diplomat. Rule, yeah. Yeah. British diplomat is, you know, giving a speech and he's like friends with this Chinese diplomat and they're getting ready to like part ways. da da da, da. And you're like, I bet it's him, the mm-hmm. British diplomat. And I was like, Oh, that makes sense. And literally what? 10 seconds later, it was him.
0: They revealed that it was him. Yeah. Like it, it was so funny. Cause we were, it was right before it was when they were doing the, the, the gun flipping mm-hmm. practice while they were staking at the Chinese food restaurant. And then Chris Tucker goes in and asks to see Jun Tao and then they show it's Jun Tao. So we paused it right before he went into the restaurant. And then I asked you this. And then right after that, they revealed who it was. Do you want to know how I came to the conclusion? It was Jun Tao or who (sighs) Jun Tao was how at the very beginning of the movie, when they're having this big dinner and then Jackie Chan shows up and he talks to this, to his boss and his boss is like, Oh, I have great news. The detective has just informed me that we have Smashed the the remnants of the Juntao crime syndicate. After he says that, it cuts to the British dude, and he's looking like <laughs> and and the thing was is the British dude is an actor that I know. I've seen him in lots of movies. He plays Falcone in the Dark Knight films. Really? In Christopher Nolan's Dark Knight films. So oh, I, I recognize yeah. that actor. And I was like, the fact that he's in only this little tiny scene at the beginning. And then he went in the uh, look after they said something about the crime syndicate. I, at that point, I was under the impression that Jun Tao was this, who Sang was. And Sang, when he was like, I don't know who Jun Tao is, I thought that was him being like, that's not me. What are you talking about? Kind yeah. of a thing. That's what I thought at the beginning. But then when it showed the, him do that look, I was like, oh, he's working with them, you know? And then it was like, oh, nobody's seen Jun Tao. And I'm like, oh, no, then the British dude is Jun Tao.
1: Makes sense. Yeah. Makes sense. I have a couple more notes. One, you talk about the C4 exploding. Uh, the kitchen explodes when they have that kitchen, or the, the Chinese food restaurant. Right, yeah. This explodes. And I'm like, but why? Yeah,
0: nobody like turned, there's not like a shot of the gas turning on or anything like that. No,
1: there's, it's just like it exploded because why not? Yeah, the restaurant just blows up. A lot of things do up. explode in Ch- Jackie Chan movies, which is fun. Yeah. Um, then I have a note, speaking of notes where you're like, wait, what does this even mean?
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, I have a note that is Get them titties out of here.
0: Oh, yes. Yes. I know what that is. <laughs>
1: okay, good. Please explain okay, my own get, note to me.
0: Get that, get them titties out of here. It, it, during the end of the climax of the film, when they're in the convention center at the Chinese art expo. Yeah. And Chris Tucker gets up and he's like, everybody needs to leave. There's a bomb in the building and everyone just kind of stops and looks at him. And then he's like, get out of here. Get the hell out of here. Didn't you listen to me? And everybody starts running away one of the things he yells is you titties get them titties out of here oh. so that's where that came from
1: yeah because I was like what I I don't even understand and like I'm left-handed my notes don't even make sense when they make sense and then also there's the fellow cop whose name I don't remember the, I remember she's the, played by Johnson
0: M- her name was Johnson Johnson
1: I remember she's played by Michelle Pina
0: yeah I looked it up because I like I recognize her voice she's in the Incredibles. Oh. That's why I was like, why do I know her voice? And Who's she played yeah. the Incredibles. She's uh, Mirage.
1: Oh, I was gonna guess—is she Mirage? Yeah, she's yeah Mirage. it makes sense. The way she, because the little girl at the end is put in a bomb vest that if they, you know, try to take it off her to explode, and it's got a, you know, a remote detonator, the whole thing, like your pretty standard kidnapping thing in the yep. movie in the '90s, and she goes and she's like, okay, I'm gonna like get, I gotta clip the right wire every time in like these movies where you're like taking like a dismantling a bomb, they're always like eeny meeny miny mo and they get the right one. I'm like, that cannot be how it actually works. <laughs> there has to be like, okay, if you look at this wire, it connects through here and blah it can't be based on color. If it was based on color, like as a bad guy I'd just be like, okay, the red wire is always the one that turns it off. I'm gonna make the yellow wire the one that turns it off and they'll never
0: know. I feel like there's actually a movie I can't remember the movie though, but where there's a bomb and they're like, oh, don't worry about it. We just got to cut the red wire. And then they open it up and it's all red wires.
1: That's amazing.
0: Yeah. I can't remember what movie that was. That feels like a McGruber sketch. Maybe, but there was something. I just remember that it is, that's a scene in a movie where somebody's or like, it's not, it might not be red wires, but all of the wires are the same color.
1: Or the bomb, like, or like, it's like all the bomb techs colorblind or some shit. Right. Like it's anyway, but, and then, Literally, because Jackie Chan does all his own stunts. So all the effects in this movie look great. The only thing that doesn't is at one point he's like climbing this big museum with all these beams overhead. And at that point you can tell the perspective is a little off on the green screen. He just looks a little too, like the sizing doesn't feel right of like him compared to what's like supposed to be like 20, 30 feet below him. Right. He looks a little too small for like what's going on. Like he's a little too close in size for the people who are supposed to be super far away from him. Everything else looks great. But that one scene, I was like, that's a little off. But, like, really, for a movie in the 90s, that's pretty phenomenal. Maybe they,
0: maybe, I know Jackie Chan does all his own stunts. Maybe they couldn't be like, look, Jackie, we we can't.
1: Yeah, insurance will not sign off on this. Yeah. Like, just, could you please just do this in front of a green screen? And he was probably like, okay. Yeah. (laughs) I guess. Maybe. Mm. Okay, but I get to, like, break my foot later. He's did, done that
0: in the, in that movie, or no?
1: That's actually, and that's one of the reasons it is available to rent on YouTube if you want to watch it. I would love to watch Rumble in the Bronx with you. He breaks his foot in that, and half the movie he's walking around in a cast that's spray painted to look like a shoe.
0: Nice, that's amazing.
1: Yeah, like that movie is fantastic fun. I actually just put Super Cop on rent at the library. What's the
0: other movie? There's another movie where I
1: kind of want to watch some fighty Jackie Chan movies.
0: I would be <laughs> down. I would be down over watching some Fighty Jackie Chan. Got
1: cuz Cop, we're going to watch
0: what shows up. One of out. the movies I was going to ask was it Operation Condor because I know for some reason the you know what I know about Operation Condor? I've what? never seen Operation Condor, but I remember Operation Condor cuz Rumble in the Bronx came out and then I think Operation Condor came out next. Mm-hmm. But the thing is is there are two Operation Condor movies and they were re- released in North America in reverse order. And their titles were flipped. Oh. Yeah. Like the first movie is called Operation Condor. And then the second movie. No, no. It's it's Armor of God. The first movie in in China is called Armor of God. And then the second movie is called Operation Condor. And then when they were released here, it was released as Operation Condor. And then Operation Condor 2, Armor of God
1: yeah okay you know what we'll get it figured out and we'll like see what we can rent from the library and then because operation condor is available to rent on youtube and google play so there you go.
0: so if whatever one is whatever some, one
1: so maybe maybe we'll wait until after spooky season who knows because i haven't watched a lot of spooky stuff
0: maybe jackie chan season yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah
1: but no like overall like i said like the effects i would say stand up great but it's because jackie chan is so just willing to completely decimate his own physical form in the like search of great fight scenes. Mm -hmm. Anything else you would like to say about this fun romp, sir, Uh, before we get into our reviews?
0: I I have nothing. Oh, I exhausted my list of things to say a while ago. So, so that was our thoughts on the movie, but critics in 1998 had different thoughts on the movie. Laura, why don't you fill us in on some past reviews?
1: Okay, so this is fairly standard, I feel, for a lot of the movies we've been covering in this podcast. Not uniform, but critical, mixed to high praise uh, with 61% critical reception on Rotten Tomatoes and 78% audience score. Robert Ebert, my favorite critic to include on these podcasts because he's a household name. Yep, He praised both leads and said they made an effective comedy duo. Variety said it was a frankly formulaic but rush- uh, raucously entertaining action comedy entertainment weekly not so nice uh saying the two characters barely even have a relationship they're a union of demographics uh it spawned (laughs) here we go it spawned two sequels one in 2001 one in 2007 a tv show that was canceled after one season in 2016 and rush hour 4 has been announced
0: I don't even remember the
1: me either the TV I show. stumbled upon it by accident wow
0: wacky okay well I mean on that on that note what what's what are your I feel like I already know how you feel about it but what what's your review what's your what's your review on the popcorn meter
1: honestly it's a plain popcorn
0: really you the know way what you were going on about it I thought I, it was gonna be double butter
1: I still enjoyed it uh the parts about it i do really like i do really like but it's not as good as i remember it being i mean there's not as many fight scenes as i remember there being and i mean if you're gonna watch jackie chan movie it should be at least 30 percent fight scenes right it's still funny and everything but it's it's just okay yeah i agree with the critics on this i'd give it a 61%, specifically <laughs> okay. 61 percent okay
0: 61 on the on the button yeah okay That's fair because I would have given this. I'm giving this a plain popcorn as well.
1: Ah, interesting. I thought you'd double butter it. No,
0: no. I think what puts it to a watch for me is Jackie Chan's choreography.
1: 100%.
0: His fight choreography is great. Yep. And then I would say it can be pretty funny. Yep. But it's mostly forgettable. Like, again, I, I, I didn't remember anything about this movie except the parts that got quoted a billion times.
1: Yeah. So I, like I hundred percent agree with you. Like like,
0: uh, and it's the same thing with Rush Hour two and Rush Hour three. I don't
1: remember. I don't think I've seen three. I know I've seen two, and I don't remember anything about two.
0: Yeah, I, I Rush Hour two and three are movies that I've seen in the theater, and and it was it. It's not that I didn't like them. It's it's just that I watched those movies, and then they were done. You know, like I didn't need to think about them anymore. It was a nice way to spend my evening was watching the movie and I'm like, I enjoyed myself. Let's move on. For me, the movies that that I, that I've been mostly talking about on the show that have been extra butter, double butter. Those are the ones that like, I would watch this over and over and over again. Rush hour is not like I, I, I enjoyed watching this, Mm -hmm. but I'm not in any hurry to watch it again anytime soon.
1: I agree. Yeah. So I, I feel that kind of sums up my feelings as well. Yeah. So that's,
0: Uh, I mean, again, plane isn't bad, it's just.
1: Yeah, I'd happily eat plain yeah. popcorn any day of the week. Mm-hmm. But I mean, do I want to eat it every day of the week?
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Before we get into your pick for next week, I yes. do want to add Rush Hour was the catalyst for the creation of the review aggregation website Rotten Tomatoes. Really? Sendong, their website's founder and a Jackie Chan fan, was inspired to create the website after collecting. All the reviews of Chan's Hong Kong action films as they were being released in the United States. In anticipation for Rush Hour, Chan's first major Hollywood crossover, he coded the website in two weeks and the site went live shortly before the film's release. Wow. I thought that was a very, a very interesting piece of trivia very that I fun wanted fact. to share. Yeah, no, that's especially great. Especially since I, I am, like for this podcast, relying on Rotten Tomatoes so much. Yeah, and thank you,
0: Rush Hour, for Rotten Tomatoes.
1: Yeah, so there you go. There you
0: go. Well, that will do it for this week's episode of Burnt Popcorn. I am Mike. I'm Laura. And next week, we will be talking about, because I didn't hear from my guest, Raiders of the Lost Ark.
1: Wow!
0: It will be the oldest movie we've talked about on this podcast so far, and I, you know what? It's I think it's a really good movie, and I, I I haven't watched it in years, and this is a great excuse to watch it.
1: You know what? And that's exactly what this podcast is all about. Like, because as much as I hope. Lots of people listen, and I hope a lot of people like it and our efforts are appreciated. The main reason we're doing this is because it's a really good excuse to be watching old movies. And I totally forgot to mention, while we watched this movie, uh, we had our special expensive uh, pizza, My Pie. Yes. Again, I had their fall harvest first special, uh, The Princess Buttercup, and it was so good.
0: You realize it will be weeks later. I don't care. No one will hear this. I
1: don't care. It was the best pizza ever ever okay <laughs> but anyway I just want to mention that we once again got expensive pizza and our life is ruled by this expensive pizza now
0: I have I now have two podcasts where I talk about this pizza non-stop I, I should really get them to sponsor me somehow
1: sponsor us my buddy. next time I go to pick up the pizza i gonna be like hey we talk about you in our podcast all the time can you give us free pizza and yeah be like
0: no no what are your numbers no <laughs> yeah. it's Like one
1: that has only released one episode and the other is good
0: yeah, that's, that's <laughs> the funny thing, is at the time at the time we we've, we're recording this episode, just to give you an idea of how far ahead we're recording episodes. Only one episode has actually been released to the public, so Hooray. I hope people enjoy it because there are nine more episodes. <laughs> <laughs> so.
1: But no, um, I'm really excited to watch Raiders because that is a movie that I definitely remember watching several times as a child
0: perfect well save your memories for next week's episode but yes next week we'll be covering the harrison ford classic raiders of the lost ark and it was so funny because it didn't even hit me until later when i was googling some information to make sure that it fit the criteria because i mean i knew it was going to fit the criteria Yeah. but when i was trying to gather information i was googling indiana jones and it wasn't showing up and i'm like why is it why isn't the first movie showing up and i'm like because indiana jones isn't in the title that's why i totally forgot about that fact i think some reason i thought it was indiana jones and the raiders of the lost ark or, or something like that but yes next week please we hope you'll join us on the next episode for raiders of the lost ark and until then we'll talk to you guys again soon.
1: Bye.